We're gonna talk to some people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to some people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. We're gonna talk to some people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to some people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. Cause Kristen knows blank. Well, that's fair. Welcome to the podcast. It's November 4th, 2020, the day after the biggest presidential election in the history of mankind. I don't know what happened. Um, I'm recording this the day before, November 3rd, so I have no idea. Um, I'm actually recording this so that I don't freak out and watch the news. So um, whether you're happy today or sad today or we don't know what's happened today or maybe today's just a great day to listen to a podcast, guess what? This is a podcast or it's your inner child that sounds a lot like me. You should have a candy bar. Anyway, welcome to the show. Um, If you're listening, thank you so much for listening. Um, If if you don't mind, take a second to like, subscribe, follow, uh, depending on the platform you're on. We are on um, Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and uh, YouTube now. So make sure and subscribe. Uh, This is a a young podcast and I want it to grow legs and and crawl and fly and every metaphor. Um, So um, take a minute to to support the the podcast. Uh, Also, um, I'm Kristen Key. I'm the host. I'm a comedian. I'm a musician. I'm a Libra. Hi. Um, You can find me at kristenkey.com and become my friend on social media. I put up uh, videos. I go live on Fridays and um, and, and we can be friends. And uh, if our politics disagree, maybe we can unfriend and block each other very soon. Anyway, um, I've got a great show today. If if you've never heard the show, uh, it's real simple. Um, I have a guest, we have a chat, and then we play a Rad Lib. Um, It's a lot like a Mad Lib, but I write it and I don't want to get sued by Mad Libs. So um, my guest today is fantastic. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about the politics, just a little bit. And usually I don't talk politics because I feel like my hair is political enough for the both of us. Um, But uh, tis the season. Um, And it's kind of what my guest wanted to talk about. And that's how this show rolls. Um, I'm not going to get serious because this is a comedy podcast at heart. So always remember, there will be laughs. So hang in there. Um, But before I introduce my guest, I am going to tell a quick personal story regarding the election. Um, I did not vote for Senor Trump. I did not. And um, and here's, there's, you know, a laundry list, a very long laundry list. Um, But the the main one for me is um, we are in the middle of a global pandemic right now that um, I was on the ship that brought it ashore. Um, I know that we didn't bring it, but I was on the Grand Princess cruise ship. I was the um, the guest entertainer, the stand-up comedian. So what is the, uh, como se, uh, what is the word? Um, I haven't been a comedian on a cruise ship in so long. I forgot what it's called. Anyway, I was the comedian on board the Grand Princess cruise ship. Our ship came down with COVID. <laughs> um, it was sad. It was scary. They closed the buffet. Um, but we, it was, it was actually, it was very scary. Um, and for six days we, uh, we floated around the San Francisco Harbor because, uh, nobody knew what to do with us. We were just kind of doing donuts out there and, um, uh, looking for any sort of reassurance. Um, I watched the news every day because our captain wasn't getting any information. Um, and also I like to watch the news when I'm on a cruise ship because sometimes Rachel Maddow is the only other lesbian on board, you know, even though she lives in my TV. Anyway, the president came on one day and he said, um, regarding my ship, he said, if it were up to me, I'd just leave him out there because I don't want my numbers to go up because I know, I know they're going to bring him in and it's cool. They're going to do what they're going to do. But if it was up to me, I'd leave him out there because my numbers double and I don't want my numbers to double because of one ship. And I don't think he understands the power that his words have because, um, 
because when I heard that, it was the day that I broke down in tears on that cruise ship. Um, and it's, it's a day in this pandemic that I, like, it's not like the only day that I cried because like I cry all the time in pandemic, <laughs> but it was like the first. And, um, it was, it was, uh, to know that, um, nobody's coming to help you <laughs> and that the president, you know, who I grew up in the eighties when, you know, you you like the president does not give a shit about you. And so that was, uh, this election became very real to me and very important. Um, but the election's over now and who knows what happened. So, um, my guest today, I'm so excited. Uh, she's a hilarious comedian. She's one of my favorites. Um, she's a voiceover actress and she's going to talk to me today about uh, inside the mind of rural America, which I'm so excited to hear about. I'm fascinated by, by her story. Anyway, this is my interview with comedian Mary Mack. Mary yeah. Mack, thank you for joining me on my podcast today. I'm so excited to have you on. I'm excited to be here. I, it, I have only, I have not done a lot of podcasts during the pandemic uh, like other folks have. I've, I've done one, where they write bits with you on your premise. I actually never ask anybody what the podcast are called. Oh, you're you're oh. on the Mary Mac Sucks podcast. I hate to tell you. Uh oh, that brings me to my first question. Why do you suck so hard, Mary? <laughs> this is the third time I got suckered into doing Mary Mac Sucks. Gosh darn it! Oh, womp womp. She yeah. keeps falling for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you said I have to tell you what I'm an expert in. You surprised me because I asked you what are three things that you would consider yourself an expert on. And um, I really thought they were going to be different because I know you and you just gave me one thing repeatedly. That, <laughs> yes, you were like, I am an expert at thinking like a rural person. And I was like, aren't you like crafty? And like, you're like, I think like a rural, I know what the rural. And so that became yeah. the topic today. And I, I, I just want to ask you right off the bat, where do you live? Like, how rural are you? Well, I am from a very rural area. Um, and I, in the summertime, you know, normally that's a little sore for me in comedy. And if I'm fortunate enough to have had a good rest of the year, I usually go up north to northern Wisconsin um uh for most of the summer and actually this year because of unfortunate situations i was up there most of the summer and um in a town of it's not incorporated i think there's maybe about 50 to 100 full-time people that live there wow. yeah and, and, that's uh, rural it's pretty rural and and um so i was born in minnesota but i grew up in wisconsin and i'm back in minnesota so my residence is minneapolis but most of the summer I was in a camper um, with no running water. I could probably count the number of showers I've had this summer under a faucet on less than my two hands. Cause most of my showers were either in a lake or um, I would boil some water and sit in a dish pan. So you're and, like a pioneer woman at this yeah, point. Yeah, well, I don't want to be. I, I was up there the whole summer because I was like, you know what? My mom let me take over the camp land. This is going to be the first year where all the old people don't have to squat in the woods. We're not going to keep this illegal satellite toilet on our property anymore. <laughs> we keep getting air patrolled for this satellite 
toilet, this pooper I... popper, right? Wait, 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 wait. I just need you to, exp I need you to translate every bit of what you just said. Oh, man. Well, the, it's a part of potty. This is like, okay. a, like at Bonnaroo or something. It, and um, the, we keep getting aerial patrolled because they're like, you got to get rid of that porta potty. <laughs> <laughs> it's illegal to have a porta potty on your land? Yeah, you can't have it as long. We've had it for at least eight years. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, you're supposed to have it for like a festival. Um, and I'm like, this is the longest <laughs> festival of all time. Um, and then, and then uh, we also got aerial patrolled because we had too many campers on our land and, and um because we share it with my uncle jim and How so many campers did you have every county is different Kristen. and i used to try to do a, a give me a number thing. mary just give me a number okay now let's reverse the roles here you're uh, running for you are going to be a politician aren't you i would like to be a politician i gotta tell you in in bayfield county wisconsin um, on 40 acres of land where you have, say, about two acres cleared for mowing, basically, just because you feel guilty not mowing when you're on vacation. On that property, 40 acres, about two acres cleared. How many RV campers do you think you can have year-round on that land in Bayfield County, Wisconsin? On 40, 40 acres. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of how big an acre is. Uh, so 40 campers. You would think... <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah all right, good guess. Think a camper an acre actually four because uh what yeah beyond four in net yeah that's our cousins and my sister and sibling you can only have four year round uh because that's hogwash more, more than that you have to apply for a campground license so well so i live in i vote in minnesota but I, I have dreams, maybe, I used to think they were, what do you call it, delusions of grandeur. But after Trump was president, I'm like, no, this is actually a viable option for me. <laughs> I have dreams of getting my um, address back to Wisconsin because they need me more than Minnesota needs me to, because I can think like, uh, I'm from there. So I know how people think, right? Like we have... Uh, a, a, a U.S. House of Representatives race uh, up in District 7, which in Wisconsin, it's gerrymandered, like worse than a jigsaw puzzle. And um, it's a huge area of, of land. There is a woman running who is very qualified, Trisha Zunker. Uh, she's running as D Democrat. It's in Minnesota, it's DFL, but there's Democrat. There, she's running against a guy named Tom Tiffany, who won in the special election, but, uh, you know, they have to go at it again, November 3rd. And I, I even wrote her campaign. I even emailed her off of her website because I want her to win so badly because we need our lakes and we, we need, um, some help up there. Uh, and she's, I'm really afraid she's not going to win because she looks too fancy and that's like, what i was gonna ask you yeah. what are what are the issues of i i because i did some research on wisconsin as a voting state which is uh quite a swing state really polarized mm -hmm. um split right down the middle right now and what are the issues seem to be different than definitely different than here in los angeles 
but you do understand the average uh, Wisconsinite. So So, what are your issues? Well, see, up north, it's different than um, down in Madison. We like we only got Minnesota channels up north. And and until cable came in, it was a, a pretty blue area for voting. But now there's cable and there's some Internet some internet like where my mom and my sister live you still can't watch a video on the internet right because there's no high speed internet it's insane like wow. pretty sure montana gets high speed internet this is part of the problem because um like banks are are closing they and they're closing their rural branches thinking people can just go online and do their banking right but they don't i'm angry about it and i'm always like this is why people vote for trump just because they're angry and they associate progress such as online banking with the uh the believers in science which is insane to even say that phrase which is the democratic party so the more these things happen the more they're going to vote for nut jobs like trump because uh, we just feel so left out. And and even just, I've been up there all summer trying to remodel this pole barn, right? And- and I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, pole. so this- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna, whenever we need to define terms, it's important. A pole okay. barn now? Yeah, so, so the pole barn is um, maybe, I don't know if there's another word for it out in California, but it's like a metal structure <laughs> that's basically a barn. It's like a garage, or they can style them specifically for goats or cattle or just okay. cows, horses. It's it's a pole. It's supported by columns, poles, and it's a metal structure. So we're remodeling. Okay, I'm looking this. at one right now. Okay, pole barn. Yeah, this one's yeah. from Northland Builders back in like 2000. It, that was about when it was built there. So we took it over and we're remodeling it to live in it. Now, up there, because of policies made in Madison, way down south for us, um, there's only one plumber left. Like for his, there's seriously, like you can't get anything done because they passed these rules in our state capital that affect us we have, there's such little population up there that um, we, 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 you wait months and months and months for services. Like this is why we have no running water still. We're, I think it might be, the, I got a note from the plumber who said he was up there. So I'm hoping we go drive up there and it works. But um, we're, because of these policies, it severely affects what, how people live and what they can get done in less populated areas because there was only one guy out of all the plumbers that was qualified for the new tests they created and the new licensure they created in Madison. Who put these policies in play like like um was this a that's a great question i gotta research that if i want to win um u.s house of representatives yes seven in wisconsin i i it's the, it all has to do with the uniform dwelling code um, for our state, but I'm not sure who 
who specifically suggests and votes on these policies. So I someone's got, not looking out for the the, the rural folks. The rural, yeah, the rural folks. Yeah, and and because you're, it, it seems like because you don't make up a large population, you don't seem to matter as yeah. voters. Yeah, but those are the people that get a little kooky and they make giant <laughs> signs, right? Yeah, yeah, big time. Those, those people get a little off the rails and show up at probably not that I haven't heard of anybody doing this from that district because they're all generally very nice people. But they often will, what I can see happening is these people getting angry enough and showing up like that nut job kid and his mom down right. in Sheboygan who are like, we're going to go take care of the problem, right? right. right. Like, like, this is what happens when you ignore even a small population. And, and, and it's really under my skin. It's really bothering me. You were mentioning that you understand like the way that rural voters think. I wanted to ask you, because I keep hearing the term, the radical left, the radical left. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to, because you were, you were mentioning things even like, um, you know, uh, doing away with, with more uh, districts, banks and things like that. What, like, what is that fear of the radical left? What does that encompass, you know? Right. Because it gets tossed around a lot, like be beware of the radical left, they're coming. What is it that's so scary about the radical left? Is it progress itself or is it very specifically like um, abortion? And it means something. And I think that's why it's ingenious of it's a crazy, effective propaganda because the radical left, all that means to somebody now, now that they have cable up there and they can get Fox News, all that radical left means is whatever you're afraid of that's the boogeyman right like we all had yeah. a different version of the boogeyman when we were kids like what is the boogeyman i heard some gal in the moth telling what her her every sibling in her family thought the boogeyman was something different that's the beauty of it the radical left is just your fear that's all it is so i i, I really don't know because i have been a little bit out of the experiment to know, but if you go to 10 people up there and ask them, what is the radical left? They'll all have a different answer, I guarantee it. People are voting like they're cheering for football teams now, right? Like they just- Right, side they wanna they win, cheer. yeah. You know? They just cheer for a side, no matter if it's good for them or not. The Republicans are geniuses at branding things to sound like they will help you like this whole Citizens United, like, oh, that sounds fantastic, actually. We would all love to be united. Right. But, you know, <laughs> look what that does. Or or the right to work state. That sounds fantastic. We all want the right to work, right? But they don't know we want the right to work without protections for lower wages. Right. So, like, if you went and, oh, here's a perfect example. George W. Bush, the Blue Sky Act was like, Blue Sky Act sounds fantastic that we all love Blue Sky. It, it got rid of environmental protections. So it's like the total opposite of what it says, but you you don't have, that's, that's, how, that's how they are so smart. Like um, scientists shouldn't be naming things like the name global warming. People don't believe in it because not everywhere, is, it's not getting warm everywhere. Right. So like, they should, scientists should never be in charge of naming. <laughs> like they're, they're doing a horrible job. But 
they're doing great at their science, but they're just not good at marketing. And they're not selling it to the, yeah. The Democrats aren't either. So why I think this man, Tom Tiffany, who, who will be very bad for our district, he's already voted against, um, uh, uh, pre-existing conditions he's voted against uh the affordable care act and he wants to knock it down of course and then all those people are going to lose their because not hardly anybody in a rural area doesn't have a pre-existing condition so um he's going to uh yeah he's voting away our environmental protections and um uh big agriculture will come in and ruin the lakes and whatnot so we really need this Zunker, Trisha Zunker to win. But you go on Tom Tiffany's website, first picture of him is in an, a mom and pop Wisconsin bar. Yeah. So for the folks that do lean conservative and they have access to the internet and they go on there and look at it, if they were undecided, they're decided because you go to Trisha Zunker's website her front page is her in a blazer um, and it's just like very uh, professional photo for a lawyer, but that's right. not what people relate to. And and why is it taking so long for Democrats to realize that a, a, a picture is so much more effective than a, a dissertation <laughs> on your website? Like you got, it's the photos that are the first thing a picture speaks a thousand words and it's so true and this is why we're losing i know but i i guess maybe there's this like hesitation to want to use propaganda you know but a photo she could go into a bar and be sociable with people she, she could be holding I'll, a shotgun too and get lots of votes totally that's what tim and i are always like let's, <laughs> let's just Keep hold the gun yeah out there. And, yeah. and and um it totally is like if you're voting Democrat or you're voting Republican, there's no, not really anybody who doesn't have a gun in, in Northern Wisconsin. Or Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's hunting season. Her first picture, she has some pictures of her with a farmer on the second page, but she's not, she's still wearing a business. I just, I just really want to do something about it, you know? I think that's the problem with with getting a little bit older too. It's like you you see how things used to be, or you see how things are changing and not in a good way. And and I don't like paying attention to things. Like I used to, you know, I used to be a drunk and I never watched the news. And I, you know, my head was kind of buried in the sand. And now I'm seeing all of it, and it's 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 not fun. It's not fun to right. to be woke or whatever. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it isn't. It isn't fun. Um... I know. I used to just play classical music. <laughs> and that's how I escaped. I mean, I didn't know what was going on. I'd get out of my eight hours of practice room time in college and, and people would be like, yeah, that tsunami in uh, Japan, right? That huge er or that huge earthquake in Japan. I'm like, what earthquake? Like, I wouldn't know anything, you know, but that was oh, really, yeah. that was a pleasant way to live. But but I don't really know if there's, it's, it's so scary. You know what I think is going to happen is that on election night, unfortunately, the first one to declare victory will probably be the winner despite any real tabulations or correct counts. Yeah. Oh man. 
I'm sorry. I got this really sad. I need to be positive more. I don't. It's know. okay. Well, I mean, you know, it always ends in a Mad Lib, so it will get picked up. Oh gosh, thank Yeah, everything's gonna be okay. It will end in a Mad Lib, and I don't know. It's like I, it 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 is overwhelming when you think about what could happen. And for me, it's like, is the ocean still flowing in and out? Okay, well then everything's okay. There's some things that like Trump can't control. There are some things that are bigger than, you know, bigger than the government. There are some things that are bigger than, you know, that all this is kind of nonsense. And um, yeah. The whole um, gone with the wind thing. Uh, how did she say, what was that line? Tomorrow is another day or I forget. Right, right. Just the point that the sun, he can't control the sun yet. Although right. I'm sure they're trying. <laughs> I always think about Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. He's trying to block out the sun. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He is like a, he's like a really overweight Mr. Burns. <laughs> he's like an overweight Mr. Burns. How many campers did you have on that land? Okay. There were six. Okay. So That's not crazy. Yeah, I'm glad we got back to what's important. <laughs> <laughs> we are very distracted by little stuff like yeah. president. Yeah, so there were six, and um, and then my sister found a place for her, so that was good. And then my mom, we had this uh, camper that was called the Packer Mobile, and it was um, it was really a funny thing because. When my dad retired, he decided they needed a camper to, to drive drive around in. And he, my mom, she's born, they're both born in Minnesota, and they're both from the Duluth, Minnesota area, but my dad converted quickly to the Packers, and my mom didn't. She stayed with the Vikings, and he knew this. And he went and he bought, there was a priest who was selling a, a Packer, uh, like pack big packer helmet on the top like just packer decals all over this this rv and um i don't even think he negotiated i think he just was like yeah janice is gonna hate this <laughs> it ends up so he he got that thing and then um i was just stunned because one day they live up this driveway and you can't see any of the cars until you get up onto the up up the hill right but this RV camper was so tall that you could see that big Packer helmet emblem like way before you saw their house or before oh you my saw. God. So, so that's that's what they got and um it it was kind of junked out because I they had an alcoholic son living in it and um just yeah so so she found us a guy who who instead of just coming and taking it away and selling it for scrap he was, this is how low the bar is in Wisconsin. He was willing to give her $400 for it and take it away. And I'm like, you made nice. money on that thing? Insane. Yeah, she did well. She Packermobile, well. man. Yeah. So so that was a kind of a good ending. And it was meaningful. To, it was the first thing my mom did on her own after my dad passed away. Like the first Aww. like thing that she was like, in charge of handled it well got things done it kind of like gave her the confidence to be able to like manage on her own was like getting rid of that pissed up packer 
so, yeah, she was really proud. And I was really proud of her too for doing it. So, I mean, she had been her whole life on mom duties, right? Because she had six kids. So it was hard to. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know you were one of six. Yeah. So it was, it was a lot of just momming. Wow. Not good so much. Her. Yeah. Yeah. She's a tough broad. And good for whoever bought a Packer mobile for 400 bucks. It seems like a steal. Yeah, if you can get the smell out of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, Mary Mac, I have enjoyed thoroughly talking to you about your expertise, but now it is my favorite part of the show. This is where I talk you into playing a rad lib for copyright reasons. I'm not calling Whoa! it a rad lib okay. Yeah, we're going to call it a rad lib. So here's what I've done. Can I time out you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You are so good at this, Kristen. You just let your guests talk. That's the sign of a good host. You don't keep interrupting the guest. You just let the guest go on and see what you can mine out of it. And and you take a, a, a snippet from earlier and bring it back around and make it into a complete conversation and a complete show. Um, your wife was really smart to tell you you already had a podcast. Oh, my, my wife's a TV I, producer. I, I so she, oh, thank I you. I will, I will tell her you said hi. She's yeah. at work today. She's making a, a food show right now. But she yeah. is so smart. And every time I tried to like veer off and I was like, maybe I should make a podcast about this. She was like, you already have one. I was like, <laughs> I don't know if people want to hear about She's like, and so she was right. So thanks for saying that. You were, yeah, she was yeah. right. You have good talent for it. Okay, okay, are you ready? Yes, ready, ready for a rad live. Okay, here's what happened. I wrote a story specifically for you, but I left out some parts of speech. If you give me those parts of speech together, we're gonna make a hilarious story. Are you ready to play? I I was hoping to play this before you even started it. I'm ready, I'm, right. so, ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> All right, I need a political office. Um. Comptroller. I don't even really know <gasps> what they do. I'm sorry to admit that. I don't either. I had an audition once where at the end I had to say, I'm a comptroller and proud of it. And I kept saying like, isn't that a made up job? And they were like, no. And I'm like, cause I'm a comptroller. And they were, and I didn't get the part because I'd never heard of <laughs> comptroller. Then I saw the commercial and the lady said it like it was real. And I was like, oh, that's why they gave it to her. <laughs> oh boy um oversees the accounting and financial reporting procedures of an organization so i guess i kind of knew that already yeah report reports to the fi chief financial officer the president or the chief executive officer they manage all accounting transactions budget and activity so, okay yeah okay all right i need a plural noun <laughs> Um, controllers. Okay. I like your strategy here. This is going to read inter very interestingly. I need an oh. increment of time. Oh, seconds. Yes. Uh, I need another plural noun. Kitties. Because <gasps> I see, does everybody say kitties on the show? Because you have kitties. No. Okay. Oh, because of my background? I love it, though. No, keep kitties, because it makes me happy. I always forget it's up. My, yeah. my background has kitties on. Yeah, okay. great. Do you have any cats? Oh, yeah, I saw one walking back there a while ago. Dogs, two dogs. Oh, that was a dog? Yeah. 
I gotta yeah, learn my he animals. Looks like the mixture between a cat of uh, a um, spider monkey and a miniature potbelly pig. What? It's like a kid drew a picture of a dog. Yeah, he doesn't behave like a regular dog. So he jumps on things like a cat. He's he he like climbs up the coach. He's crazy. I mean, he's beautiful, nice, but he acts like a cat. Okay. He does that paw licking. Have you done Google Cat and see if you have a cat? Google Cat and see what they're in charge of. <laughs> While you're doing that, think of a body part. I need one of those too. Um, earlobe. Uh, an adjective. There's no clear answer for what does a cat do, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> adjective is stealthy. Stealthy. Occupation. Waitress. A number. Ten. A noun? Turkey. <laughs> Excellent answer. It just fits perfectly there. Um, an adjective? Hot. <laughs> I'm thinking of food, aren't I? No, this is perfect. It's like you're reading over my shoulder. Um, a celebrity? Um, um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, he's one of my favorites. I follow him on Instagram. Oh, cool. I need another body part. Big toe, big toe. Um, a year? 1985. <gasps> a crime. A movie quote. Make my day. We have a story. Oh, I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. Oh, this is so exciting. This is a story. I wrote this specifically for you, and it's called... Vote for Mary <laughs> Mack. Yes. This is your, your official campaign blurb so far. Vote for Mary Mack. Mary Mack is running for comptroller in charge of agriculture and comptrollers for the state of Wisconsin. <laughs> All seconds long, she has been knocking on kittens and shaking earlobes with her friends and neighbors to raise awareness about the upcoming election and the issues that matter most to her. Yeah, just like Carol Burnett. <laughs> I'm doing the Carol Burnett shake. Oh, Mary Mack believes in lowering taxes for the stealthy. <laughs> she believes in helping out the essential workers like the doctors, nurses, and waitresses. Nice, um, that's true. Yeah, she has a 10-part plan for education that doesn't end until every child has access to a working turkey. <laughs> until every child has access to a working turkey and a hot teacher. <laughs> No child left behind, and that includes working turkeys and hot teachers. <laughs> She's running against Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who may talk a big game, but talks out of both sides of his big toe, and in 1985 was arrested for a bank heist. <laughs> so vote for Mary Mack, because her motto is, make my day. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to me all day. Like, I appreciate it. You're a favorite in this household. You don't even know it. Probably a lot of households are like, oh, Kristen Key's coming. But, you know. Aw. Anyways, thank you so much, Kristen. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. I'm really glad we got to do this today. You're one of my favorite people. Thank you. Have a good, uh, happy election. And um, I'll talk to you soon. Bye, Mary. Bye. Big thanks to Mary
We're gonna talk to some people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to Hello? some people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. We're gonna talk to some Hello? people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to some Hello? people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. Cause it's fun.